Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome into the early line. Hour number two on Tuesday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright's out here. A lot happening in the world of college basketball. Uh, we're going to set up the Final Four odds a little bit later on in this hour. Just let you know where they kind of stand right now and, and some early reads on those games. Yesterday in the women's game, we saw the best team in college basketball in action, which is the South Carolina Gamecocks, 36 and oh, And the big thing with their win, non-cover, game flew over the total, is it sets up what feels like, again, just one of the absolute biggest games you could imagine. I think it's the biggest game that women's college basketball could offer up. Whether it's the two best teams or not is really irrelevant. It's a 36-0 historic team up against the best player in the sport in Caitlin Clark coming off of a 40-point triple-double. It's a double-digit spread because that's what South Carolina brings to the table every time out. Laying an 11-and-a-half spot here, that's a Friday game. But this one, look, Don, I know a lot of people will make their jokes about whether how interested they are or, or not in women's college basketball, and a lot of it is in poor taste. There's no joking about this game here. This is headline, big-time stuff here when these two teams show down. Yes, and sometimes in sports, Kevin, all you can ask for is some contrast, right? I have the unbeatable team in South Carolina, 36-0, the heavy yeah. favorite to win it. But what do you want to see? It's not like David versus Goliath. Like, I was a number two seed in a Power Five conference. But wouldn't it be something where you just see on Twitter, and even as you said again, you're not a fan. Caitlin Clark's got 22 at the break. Caitlin Clark and I were within one point of South Carolina. She got 36 mm -hmm. points heading into the fourth quarter. That's something that you might be able to see. I love to see a... It's, and it's not fair to say this, a one-man band, but let's just say a superstar getting after. Remember all those years back in the early 2000s, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, like, Booby Gibson, like, who is he? Anderson Varejao, that's what it feels like. She is probably going to have to play an unbelievable 40, 15, and 10 performance to get by South Carolina. It'll be fun to watch it break down. But that is the perfect game if you're trying to introduce somebody to women's college basketball. It's going to be an exciting. Also, it's the kind of game too where, I, look, I know they're not going to probably give you a full menu, but throwing up Caitlin Clark props would be worth their time. Throwing up, throwing up a points prop, throwing up points, rebounds, and assists, it would be worth their time to see how those numbers would check in. Elsewhere in, on the men's side of the game, Rodney Terry, who was the interim head coach filling in uh, for Texas and went on that Elite Eight run, has never been made their full head coach. No surprise there. Did an excellent job. Uh, gets a five-year deal with the Longhorns. And then a piece of news yesterday that surprised a little bit. UNC goes on a run to the national championship game and bring back mostly their entire team. 
And then this year, they were one of the most disappointing teams that this sport will ever offer up. Preseason, number one, does not make the tournament. Armando Baycott, though, comes back, unfinished business. R.J. Davis comes back, unfinished business. Caleb Love hits the transfer portal. It's very surprising for me. Because you're leaving UNC. You had all the attempts and, and workload you could imagine there. I cannot wait to see where Caleb Love ends up to then kind of make that comparison and, and get a real sense for what it is that Caleb Love is chasing by deciding to leave North Carolina. Maybe chasing a, a huge NIL deal, which he might be able to get elsewhere. That's always something that we have to certainly start to talk about here. But most of the time, like Carolina, ask any kid coming out of high school. It's like always in their top five, if not their dream schools, to play at the University of North Carolina. And anytime you have a chance to come back or do something special, it's usually a no-brainer. So it's interesting to see a guy that was a five-star athlete come out of high school, didn't work out all that well, leaving college not to go pro, but to go to another university. Yeah, and I know uh, as our radio audience joins us here uh, on a Tuesday morning, Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wright side, uh, UNC has some big-time recruits coming in, but not next season, two seasons from now. So, again, a really interesting decision there from Caleb Lubb. Uh, lastly, in the college basketball world, we do have the NIT tonight uh, if you want to keep the college action rolling here on a Tuesday. North Texas is playing Wisconsin. Donnie? Donnie? One fifteen yeah. and a half is total. I don't care who you thinks going to win this game. If you Man. if you have an opinion on it, you can tell me. But I really don't care. It's one fifteen and a half. What are we doing with North Texas and Wisconsin? Yep, twenty four to twenty one at the break. And instead of saying to yourself, "Man, I got no chance," like, "Ooh, that was a great first half here. Can't wait to get mm -hmm. after it." That's how low that number is. But having said that, if we're just looking at the game itself, Kevin, one team does not turn the basketball over, and that's Wisconsin, number one at the nation at possession per turnovers. They're sensational, and in a game where you don't have all that many opportunities and possessions, which it looks like that's going to be the case, I actually lean towards Wisconsin tonight. The one fifteen. It's so, so low, but I'm telling you right now, if you gave this team a 2-0 fast break, Kevin, talking about North Texas, they'll pull it out and run their set. That's what they do. So take it or leave uh, it at that point. I just, I might. I might. I've seen a couple of these North Texas games. I've not. I've left them alone. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can resist one more. The other game quickly, UAB, Utah Valley. UAB is a two-and-a-half point favorite, total 151-and-a-half. Any juice on that game? The exact opposite of what you're going to get out of Wisconsin, yeah. North Texas. Both of these teams play with tempo. They'll get after it. Legitimate chance to take down that over. And this game also, keep in mind, neutral court sites there out there in Vegas. So something to keep an eye on as well. We're new territory for these guys. 115 and a half in game number one. Mm. 151 and a half in game yep. number two. Shout out to the NIT, giving, giving you a, a little bit of everything uh, there. Coming up, though, we are going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their quarterback situation. Again, a lot of the GMs, owners, and different uh, folks around the NFL talking yesterday. And John Lynch said that right now the leader in the clubhouse to be the Niners starting quarterback is Brock Purdy, not Trey Lance. Interesting stuff. We'll break that down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Self-monitor your blood pressure in four easy-to-remember steps. Self-monitoring is power. Visit managerbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Heart Association, and the American Medical Association. In partnership with the Office of Minority Health and Health Resources and Services Administration. A lot of news right now in the NFL. The one that personally really caught me by surprise, though, was the one saying that the San Francisco 49ers clubhouse leader to be their opening day starter was Brock Purdy. I figured at best John Lynch and the Niners would say that they've got a lot of good quarterbacks, including Sam Darnold, and they would let everybody compete for that job. Now, really, I would never let Sam Darnold compete for anything, but I I just, that's usually what you get in March. A whole lot of everybody's great. We love everybody. Let's see. And not only did, did they not say anything about, you know, Sam Darnold, they, they decided to say that Brock Purdy was the clubhouse leader. And we could talk a lot about where Brock Purdy was drafted, but that's irrelevant. It's about where Trey Lance was drafted, which is third overall, just two years ago. And I know many of you out there watching and listening have decided that Trey Lance is a bust, that Trey Lance was a horrendous pick, and that Trey Lance is a horrendous quarterback. My hesitation with all of that is what are you actually basing that on? Trey Lance is not played. I don't understand how Trey Lance, all the assets that they gave up to bring into their organization, how Trey Lance has already lost favor to this degree. Again, Trey Lance gets beat out in camp by Brock Purdy, so be it. But the idea that when they run this football out there and it's going to be Brock Purdy with the ones and Trey Lance will just sit there and see if Brock Purdy maybe doesn't have the juice. That is stunning to me. And by the way, I don't know if that's the right decision because I personally have not given up on the idea that Trey Lance can be good. Not that I'm some big Trey Lance advocate, but when you just consider a lot of the hype that was around him, the prospect and where they took him, I am truly stunned that if the Niners season started today and everybody was healthy, they would definitively know they're going to give that football to Brock Purdy. Kevin, let's go back maybe, eh, it's March. Let's go one calendar year before. What was the joke here on the early line? Jimmy Garoppolo rehabbing. Can he be the starter? Is he coming back? We didn't think there was going to be a marketplace for him. Let's see what happens. But on the opposite end, it's like, now here's what we're not hearing here. This is the typical time when you hear, like, did you see Trey Lance's workout yesterday at practice? He, the, the ball didn't hit the ground. Matter of fact, the last month, Trey Lance has been in here before the sun has risen and beats Kyle Shanahan routinely to get ready for the season. We can't wait to see what we have in Trey Lance. He's everything we hope from and even more, and we're going to unleash him starting, you know, the first game of the season. Never heard that from them at all. So it's no surprise to me at this point that we're starting to work in Brock Purdy. And again, tr- trust me on this. Is Brock Purdy an elite specimen out there on the field? No, he is not. 
Did he lead that team and play good enough football where you actually thought that the San Francisco 49ers had a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl? Yes, he did. But we were led to believe that the reason why you moved all those picks, heaven and earth, to move up and get Trey Lance was he was the future of the NFL. A rocket arm, an unbelievable talent that can run. And under Kyle Shanahan's tutelage, this offense is going to be flat out unstoppable. We're one year into Brock Purdy. She doesn't even say one year is to be fair. We were a few games into Brock Purdy's tenure, which he got to the playoffs, then got hurt and probably won't be able to throw a football till training camp. And you have the 49ers telling us, yeah. Like he's not even going to have an off season, but that's our guy in the locker room is behind him. What does that say about Trey Lance? And I always get back to the point where Trey Lance was already looking for an opportunity to get out. And Rand Carthon, if you don't know who he was, an assistant general manager to the San Francisco 49ers, who took the GM job with the Tennessee Titans, where everybody thinks probably on the lookout for a quarterback. The minute that he went, talking about Carthon, from the 49ers to the Tennessee Titans, you know who was sending out feelers through Twitter? Yeah, it was Trey Lance. Come get me. Because I guess the feeling not only in the locker room, but in the front office is, boy, we wasted draft picks, but we actually got lucky. Because Purdy might be our future guy making a little bit of money here, but look at it as being almost a wash here. We found our starting quarterback regardless of that slot where he was actually drafted. It's wild to see it play out, but the fact that Trey Lance, who you traded up so much for, who has barely gotten on the football field, you might have already decided in your front office he's not the guy for you. That's impressive. But that does – yeah, it's impressive. And I know that's a sarcastic impressive. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. It, what benefit, Donnie, does it give them on March 28th to say this? And again, am I nitpicking? A, a, not really. I don't think I'm nitpicking here. Yeah. Like, th this is a mistake because, as you mentioned, Brock Purdy can't even throw football right now. So the world where Brock Purdy ends up not ready for week one, and they go, all right, well, Trey's going to start the opening week. And then what? It's like, well, when Brock gets back, we're benching him? We'll see how it goes. And I want to give people a little indication here. Now, it's not everything, but Trey Lance is currently 25-1 to 1 to win the NFL's MVP award. It's the 12th best odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Brock Purdy, 75-1. to 1. Mac Jones is 60-1. to 1. Jimmy Garoppolo is 50-1. to 1. The, the idea from that is that Trey Lance would be the quarterback. That, that's what you're seeing there. And I'm not trying to tell you to go run to the window on Brock Purdy. It just, it's why this is all so surprising here. Is I thought that this would mostly be an open competition. Now, Trey Lance would be the favorite to win, one, through draft status, but also just availability here. Are the Niners going to kind of slow play this, where even if Purdy doesn't have a ton of runway heading into the season... He's going to get the edge? Because now, all of a sudden, I, I come back with more questions on the Niners. This is a team that's a minus favorite to win their division. In fact, they're the single biggest favorites of any team to win a division. They're 9-1 to one to win a Super Bowl. The only team that has better odds is the Kansas City Chiefs. They're plus 350 to win the NFC. That's the, tied for the Eagles with the best odds overall. I don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. And I know the run they went on last year with Brock Purdy. I'm not saying I'm unaware of that. But this is where the Niners continue to be such a fascinating commodity here. Is we, we do not have real clarity from them at the most important position in the league. And we continue to book them as strong as ever. 
Where that also takes another step is not only do we have full clarity in terms of a true benchmark, that's my guy. They have the most injury quarterback. I mean, I don't know what happens here. Bad luck. Their quarterbacks can't stay on the field. Garoppolo had injury issues that went beyond this season. Trey Lance, obviously now coming off of a season-ending injury. Brock Purdy coming off of a season-ending injury. Quite frankly, if you're on Niners futures, you probably should be factoring in whether or not you trust Sam Darnold to stay out there and available for this football team. Here's the biggest issue also, Kevin. What did the San Francisco 49ers do in the offseason? Because I think you're bringing up the best point of all. Here's how it should go for the 49ers. Trey Lance got injured last year. He's fully healthy. He's going to be our QB1 for the OTAs. Looks like Brock Purdy is going to be around. Maybe training camp, maybe a little bit later. We'll put him in the mix here. And look, we love both of these guys. We love Trey Lance, the upside. We love the way Purdy performed. These guys are going to battle it out. But also, Kevin, you bring in Sam Darnold. and He's not the end-all, be-all at quarterback. We get that. Did you bring Sam Darnold in to be your third-string quarterback? That's not what NFL teams do, Kevin. You're supposed to say to yourself, we're finding quarterback right now. The, the third-string quarterback is typically going to be an undrafted free agent or the final draft pick in the draft like Brock Purdy. That's what you do. Now, Darnold's not coming in to upset the quarterback room and be a starter, but that's an odd move to make to have him your third string, Trey Lance your backup, and Purdy your starter as you would like it. This only leads me to believe is, you think Brock Purdy's going to be ready, but you needed a vet guy in Sam Darnold. Why? Because you might move on from Trey Lance maybe on draft night. That's what it appears to me, Kevin, at this point. Very, very interesting stuff here from San Francisco. I just, mm-hmm. again, is it a mountain out of a molehill? We could argue that. But teams are usually, you know how overly cautious teams are with anointing people? Like, the Eagles are like, ah, we'll see if Jalen Hurts is going to be our quarterback. Where we were like, is Joe Flacco going to be the starter for the Eagles? Like, that's the kind yeah. of nonsense that NFL teams will make you yep. sit through before they crown anybody their starting quarterback. And Mr. Irrelevant is able to just beat out a third overall pick. Interesting stuff Crazy. for me, no doubt. Let's get to the final four here. Take a look at some of the early odds. UConn, your title favorite. We'll break it down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. 
back to right here on the early line. Taking a little look now at the odds for the final four, the two games, of course, that are set here. We've got UConn and Miami, and we've got FAU and San Diego State. Just to quickly give you an idea, the national championship odds are steady right now. UConn minus 125. San Diego State being the favorite in their game is plus 360. The U plus 490. FAU at 6-1. to one. I know you're already involved in UConn, and again, it's a great position to be in. Do you think there is any juice still left, though, in this market if people wanted to get involved here with the national championship odds on a Tuesday? I feel like there could be some people drawn to UConn, kind of that little two-pack money line parlay there and grab them at a minus 125 and and trust that they'll be able to, to get it done. For those four options that are out there for anybody that maybe would want to get involved, do you think it could be worthwhile? I guess it could because if you're looking at it objectively, right, and you say, well, what's the thing I'm looking to accomplish here? It's winning money. And if you said to yourself, well, who do you think is going to win the Final Four, which means their Final Four game and also the national championship, then UConn is probably a prohibitive favorite because, again, you're looking at at least a five-and-a-half-point line, which you have now against Miami, who's a very good ball club. And then at least that amount, if UConn does win and moves on to the national championship game. It's hard, though, for that betting psychology to say, okay, uh, I could have had UConn 25-1 to pre-tournament, 17-1 to after the first two rounds, and now I'm stuck with the minus 125. Most people probably have UConn tickets already in their back pocket. But I do think if you're looking at betting it, who has the best chance to win it? It's UConn, and rightfully so with the minus 125. Percentage-wise on would I take that, and is it a great bet at minus 125? Not necessarily, but it's not minus 200, minus 400, minus 1,000. You're getting a pretty good price on a team that looks like they are the best team overall. Here is the biggest thing I, I struggle with right now, just to get, a, to get a full read on. So just, again, according to Ken Palm, the worst team in the field, is actually Miami, not by a massive amount. There's not a huge gap between San Diego State, FAU, and Miami. But Miami right now would hold that lowest spot. If Miami did pull the upset and beat UConn, do you think they would be favored in the national championship game? And just the fact that they would have then had three games going from Houston to Texas to UConn would be enough to position them as favorites in what that spread might look like here. I know I'm asking you to project out a little bit far out on a hypothetical there, but I, I do think that is an important distinction here where if I were to tell people without kind of any, you know, information, oh, man, Miami beats UConn, they got to be like a four-point favorite of the national championship game. I don't think that would be the case. No, because Miami is not really a surprise either. They won the regular season, or at least had a share of the regular season championship in the ACC. And then in this tournament, it's not mm -hmm. like, hey, man, they played firm in five straight games to get to the final. That's not the case. They've been going through Titans all the way through and look good doing it. And they have a veteran coach. They have a great backcourt here. They have athletic bigs here. So if I'm projecting to a final, I don't know exactly if they're going to be favored. But I'd be guessing that the betting public would be looking to that game and say, okay, it's Miami of Florida versus FAU or against San Diego State, either one. They probably should be the betting favorite because what would be the knock on the Hurricanes when they got to the final? Huh, they don't play in a major conference. No, they do. Well, they actually won that conference, and they played big-time opponents in the tournament, and they're battle-tested, and they've come back from opponents here. So that's the way I would look at it, Kevin, to be honest. To, again, to me, the, the big knock on Miami is supposed to be their defense, 
Which, by the way, it's not like the defense has been great throughout the tournament. Lit up the nets against Houston and then, you know, flirted with near 90 in that game against Texas. Now, that's going to be tested against UConn. We'll find out. Obviously, they're a dog in the game. It's just really interesting to think about where Miami could be positioned because you see them right now at that plus 490 number, uh, third choice overall in the odds. To then talk about Miami and UConn here, the Huskies are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. They're minus 240 on that money line, and the total is 149-and-a-half. Just early here, what do you make of the lines that sit in, once again, a, it's just kind of funny to see this be a 4-5 matchup, but what do you think when you see here UConn against Miami? Yeah, the line does feel strong. Now, I preface this by saying, am I rooting for UConn? Absolutely. Do I want them to win this game? Yes. If they win it by 25, I would feel even better about my ticket heading into Monday night. We have to be honest with ourselves. Like, Miami's a really good ball club. And also, Kevin, I understand, like, UConn hasn't made a run to the Final Four championship in quite some time. Miami has never been there before. So what I'm getting at is you have all week long the press. You're flying into Houston. You're playing in a giant football stadium. You're going to hear how great you are, how excited you're to be there. And when you jump it up, Kevin, you're no longer at the Watsco Center down in Coral Gables. You're no longer at the Greensboro Arena playing in the ACC championships. You're no longer just in a pod setting where maybe the arena is half filled for your second round game. You're playing in front of 85. 5,000 plus people on that tiny court where you look like ants running around to the people in the upper deck and those shooting angles are going to change. Who is that going to affect most? The one thing I do know, you'll get some good tempo in this game. Miami's very good on offense, and so is UConn. Nobody's walking the basketball to court and slowing it down because they don't think that they can hang with the other team. But it is interesting to see, again, a 149.5 is a really high total in college basketball. They're going to have mm-hmm. to get after it. You can't have one of those, hey, they just got to get used to playing in this aircraft carrier, you know, airport hangar type scenario, and nobody could make a three-point shot. That's devastating. Because they ain't giving you 115 and a half in this game, Kevin, as we just previewed a game. That's a high total, and it's there for a reason. But how does that affect it going to Houston playing at NRG? Yeah, it is a big total. I think also, relatively speaking, right, it does feel like a big spread. You know, you get to a point in the tournament where lines are very light. UConn's earned this type of number. UConn, not only saying UConn looks like the best team in the country, I feel like doesn't kind of... UConn looks like it is ridiculous that they were not considered one of the most elite teams in college basketball all year long. You, you, you know what I mean? Where we talk about Alabama, we talked about Houston, Kansas, right? That conversation. Like, when we talk about the one line, UConn's name never came up. I'm not even trying to do this seeding rant again. UConn looks worthy of laying five and a half to any team they play. For the most part, a lot of these lines have been very short. Take the next game, for example. San Diego State, FAU, is one and a half. To give people an idea, Miami on the season has played 11 games as an underdog. covered nine of those basketball games. So this isn't a spot where it's like, oh, man, we haven't seen Miami tested as a dog, right? Think Gonzaga, for example. Gonzaga was only an underdog three, four times throughout the season. You don't see Gonzaga as an underdog, right? How many times do you see Kansas as an underdog, Alabama as an underdog? Miami has been in this spot plenty of times this year, and they've delivered each and every one of them. Talking about San Diego State and FAU, you see the big gap in the total, 131.5. But again, that very, very you know, small spread there here, it shows that these are close teams. Uh, FAU, I think, can almost be that chameleon 
in terms of if we're playing fast, we're playing fast. If it's high scoring, cool. Low scoring, we're, we're down to get in the mud with you. We know San Diego State prefers that messier, lower scoring type of game. They do, and that's what the the crux of the argument is going to be for who you're going to take. And quite frankly, Kevin, at the FanDuel Sportsbook, it's one and a half for a reason. True coin flip to me. Would you be surprised at any outcome that happens in this game? But also, I know we talked about yesterday, like, who feels better here? If this game stays under, who does it you know favor? It's probably going to favor San Diego State. If this game plays a little bit higher tempo, that might feed into Florida Atlantic. But we always like to say, like, throw the seeding out. Like, they're a nine seed. Are they truly a nine seed now? Four wins in the NCAA tournament. Look impressive doing it. Memphis, Fairleigh Dickinson, Tennessee, Kansas State. When you take a look at them, nation's longest win streak at this point now. You know, winning mid-30s, what, 35, 36, 37, maybe close to 40 games when it's all said and done. This team is used to winning. But if I'm sitting back and watching and saying, where is my angle in this game, Kevin? I don't know if I could just say, boy, San Diego State is good, which they are. FAU is good, which they are. I actually don't have an angle on this game where I say, this really sticks out at this point. We know FAU wants to shoot three-point shots. We know San Diego State likes to defend the three. But if we have limited possessions in this game, it's going to be tight down the stretch. This is the game. Like, if you take a look at Miami and UConn, right, and you say, okay, UConn could win by 15 points. You could sell me on that. Hey, Miami played a great game, upended UConn by eight points. You can sell me on that. It's hard to sell me on a position that goes San Diego State by 15 or Florida Atlantic by 15. I just expect this game with under four minutes to go to be tied up or within one possession. It just feels that way to me. Yeah, I, I think that's t- especially, well, so if you look at the FAU results, right? Memphis by one, FDU by eight, Tennessee by seven, and Kansas State mm-hmm. by three. There's no real separation. Again, look, they were a 15-point favorite to FDU. And, you know, Tennessee plays those low-scoring yeah. type of games. So you, you, you see, yes, to your point, that's, it's a one-and-a-half-point spread. So it's not like, ah, oh, man, like you'd love five-and-a-half points either direction with, yeah. with one of these teams. This is one of those rare spots where I think even for someone like yourself, who very rarely takes points unless they, listen, this team's going to win this game. You get, you get four and a half with one of these teams, like, you know, the game's going to be decided by three or less. And that's where this is, it's a big live betting game, I think, for a lot of, a lot of people here. Obviously, we're going to have plenty of information for you when we, when we set this up on Friday. But I think this is going to be a really important one to keep your eye on live. No, it is. And how about this one, Kevin? The old saying goes here, look, I don't know if Florida Atlantic can win the game, so I'm going to take that one and a half points here to make sure that they can cover the spread. Like, that's where we're headed at this point now. You know what I mean? Pull the strings on that one. Should be fun to watch it play out, but I like the fact that that's the appetizer for the Final Four. I think most people are probably looking forward to that Miami-Connecticut game. A little bit more up-tempo, some more superstar players out there. Yeah. By the way, quickly, and I wanted to talk about more, but I, I kind of... We'll get into this Friday. Matt Bradley... San Diego State's leading scorer. Look, he's been, there's no other way to, there's no way to sugarcoat it. He's been horrendous in this tournament. <laughs> Off. I mean, so bad. He's been so bad. Last game, one for eight, two points, and rode the bench for most of that game. He's, he's not even playing his normal dose of minutes. Cannot wait to see what they do with a player prop on Matt Bradley there because adjustments have to be made for how bad he's been yeah. playing. Really interesting stuff. Let's preview the NBA tonight. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or... 
get goofy officially, step up like a boss and save the day, or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Live right here on the early line. It's Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side with you for 20 more minutes before the morning after crew is set to take over and carry us through the rest of the morning here. Uh, the biggest game tonight on the NBA slate to me looks like Golden State and New Orleans. We continue to highlight the race out west and the battle for the play-in, home court advantage in the play-in, avoid the play, miss the play, and the whole thing is up for grabs. We'll break this game down, but let's start this game off with a little bit of action with a same-game parlay. How about that there yesterday? The people were loving oh. the SGP stuff. Did yeah. Donnie's not even make the starting gate because Embiid was out? Yes. Did my 5-1 to one ticket on Joel Embiid, uh, or rather uh, Nikola Jokic's 30-point triple-double lose? Yes. Is that because Embiid was mm. out? Maybe. But we're still back. We're still doing it again. It's Warriors. It's Pelicans. What do you think here, Donnie, for a same-game parlay? By the way, it feels like yesterday, my, my, my you know, odds of plus 143, and the bet was so good. I believe it was graded a victory, even though it couldn't even take place. Oh, That's wow. how hot it was out here wow. on the street. So let's get back Dang to it tonight. Let's have some fun. We like to pick the big games of the night and try to have some fun with those. Now, Kevin, it's a late night start. Is this same game parlay for me mm -hmm. going to be so hot right now that I have to stay up all the way through to the end? Or could it actually hit by halftime? That would be nice. Let's get to it here. Another, how about Nick? No coincidence, Kevin. Yesterday, plus 143. Today? Plus 143 as well. Something's in wow. the air for me. I'm going to take this on levels. Steph Curry to get 25 or more points tonight. Clay Thompson to get 20 or more points tonight. And then, as I said, we still need the other team to be involved to have some fun. CJ McCollum over 15 or more points. If all three of those things happen, we take down that plus 143, which we should have taken down last night. Had Embiid played, I'm looking forward to it. It's Golden State. It's New Orleans plus 143. That's where I'm going tonight for my same game parlay. Lovely, lovely stuff there. For me, I decided to play the hits. There's nothing that... Mm. Myself and, and Donnie did more when we were back yeah, on in-play sports sure. tonight than a little three-point prop parlay. And you got a couple of players, a couple of legs, a little bit of plus money. Steph to make three threes, Clay to make three threes, C.J. McCollum to make two threes, and Brandon Ingram to make one. Pays out a plus 108 here. You get, a little bit of the, you get a little bit of everybody in terms of the stars in this game. All of these guys in terms of their averages for this month are well beyond these numbers here. You need everybody to cooperate. Now, it's an interesting game to have the same game parlay in because you do have New Orleans on the second leg of a back-to-back. -back. 
though they shouldn't be all too tired from beating up on a backup Blazer squad yesterday that didn't require a lot of effort and a lot of minutes. They are catching nine, though, from the Golden State Warriors. It's a bigger total here at 234.5. I'm not sure what else you're looking at from uh, other than your same-game parlay, but for me, it would be a Warriors team total to the under. It's a big number at 121.5. This is not some number that Golden State has been hitting with consistency here. If you look in their last... Uh, six games they've only been able to clear this number once and the Pelicans have started to really defend now during a five-game winning streak here holding teams under 100 points per game during this five-game winning streak and only allowing teams to get over 121 and a half just once in their last 10 games here I think that Warriors team total for this spot could be a little tall Makes some sense, too, and also that total. Again, you're talking about a back-to-back here for the New Orleans Pelicans, but at the same time for myself, I know how well Golden State plays at home. I know the stakes now are extremely high for Golden State, where they can't afford to trip up all that much down the stretch for their seeding purposes here. I expect a big night out of the Warriors, which is why two of those three you know, prop bets I backed were from the Golden State Warriors' perspective. That line is strong. If I'm just reading a line here at the FanDuel Sportsbook at 9, that shows me that the Golden State Warriors should be able to put a hurting today on the Pelicans. I'll lay the minus 9 as one double-digit victory mm. at home here for rested and ready Golden State Warriors team. Big number, no doubt. It's another big number as well uh, with the other team involved uh, in this Western Conference play-in race. That's the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're going to lay nine and a half points to the Charlotte Hornets. This is really tricky. You don't look. So it's happening a little more now as OKC is clearly looking to compete, running in against some some tanking teams, but. You know, the Thunder laying numbers of, of this nature, right? It's hardly something we're accustomed to. They play a Charlotte team that just had two games in a row where they were catching double-digit points. They won both outright against the Dallas Mavericks here. Can they keep that momentum rolling against SGA and the crew? Yeah, taking a look here at the FanDuel Sportsbook also, no lines up here for prop bets here for OKC. Now, that line also extremely strong. It's almost like we're painting now OKC into the corner. You're supposed to win these games now. You're supposed to make it into the playoffs. It's no longer a home underdog situation. You should be fine here. Look at SGA, Kevin. Just in the month of March alone, I'm going to go over his points. 38, 33, 35, 35, 29, 40, 31, 30, 27, and 31. It's unbelievable. So maybe the FanDuel Sportsbook is sitting back going like, oh, what? What number can we actually place SGA? Because if you post something into the 20s, your boy DRS is going to hit that one to the over here. I look for a massive performance for OKC because now finally they have no excuses left here, K-Dub. Come on. Yeah, but here's the problem. You know, it's questionable for tonight's game. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Ankle no, sprain. Do oh, come on now. Stop. Now, Donnie, now I listen, we've been trying to prep for this. We've been trying to prep for this. Right now, you look at those standings. You look at where OKC is sitting in that 10 spot. They know the Mavericks would love to get in the mix. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't see highlights come up with, where SGA sprained the ankle. Tonight, playing... Is this not, here's the problem? The Hornets are so horrendous. I have yeah. no idea how much this line is factoring in SGA missing. And I know that's not very beneficial to you folks. I wish I could tell you definitively, but that's how difficult it is right now to get a read on how bad Charlotte is and how tricky the Thunder can be. But considering the Mavericks laid 16 points at home to the Hornets. I feel like that line might be suggesting that Shea Gilgis-Alexander is not playing 
in this game wow. tonight against the Hornets, Donnie. So your best player who on a team that, you know, if you look at the standing, is under 500, is still going to be that yeah. market of a favorite over another NBA yeah. team, which is pretty impressive in the least. But it would be something to say, like, how can we get out of this spot? And you have teams behind, like the Mavericks might be able to take it. Is that yep. the last game? Like, hey, you know what? Mavericks rolled goes last night. Now's the time we should lose. Because if the Mavericks lost, you're like, ah, what are we going to do? We're going to make the playoffs. OKC is in such an interesting spot where they're giving up all of their hopes and dreams yep. actually making the playoffs for maybe a 3% chance at a ping pong ball to get Webb and Yama. It's pretty impressive. I don't, yeah. Look, they might be. Maybe they're not. It seems like they are. It does. I'll tell you this, man. The Thunder have continued to crack me up, though, over, over this uh, season, over these years. We'll see what they want to do. To bring in some Eastern Conference action here, uh, Toronto is looking to secure their position within the play in right now, the nine seed. They have the same exact record, though, as the eight seed Atlanta Hawks. So certainly some movement could be had. They are home favored against the Miami Heat, who are currently the seventh spot, though three games up on Atlanta. Miami's trying to catch Brooklyn, who they're losing a tiebreaker to, as the Heat hope to avoid the play-in entirely here. A three-point line in favor of Toronto up north. Total for this one is 219.5. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take the home team in this one. If you give me Toronto, I think it makes a lot of sense. The Heat, again, 15-21 on the road. And then, of course, you know, the Raptors, 25-14 and 14 at home. If you're looking for jockeying for position here, I think it's more important here technically for Toronto to get out of that, oh, no, if we lose the first game, it's a wrap here. We can't get a second chance at this point. So I think it's more important for them. And it's a road game. I think Toronto is going to take the lead. Some of the points props here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Jimmy Butler, 23-and-a-half. Fred Van Vliet, 21-and-a-half. This won't be a close one. But if I'm giving a nod, I'm taking the Raptors tonight, Kevin. I think it's understandable they cover better than 60% of their games as home favorites. We have seen Miami play a number of overs as road underdogs during this season, better than 60% in that range. I am always tempted when you see a total like this one at 219.5 and, and seeing if you can line up an under. Uh, this is a Miami team that has now seen six of their last eight games cash the over, uh, including two in a row here. So this could be a spot to expect points, usually where you wouldn't with these two teams doing battle. Boston's laying a big-time number on the road against the Washington Wizards. Uh, Seltzer an 11.5-point favorite. Bradley Beal watch? Does he still play for this team? Did Beal get, did, did Beal get traded? Did he shut it down? How, how's, how's that contract working here? The Washington Wizards 33-42 and 42 on the season. Any juice on Boston tonight? Uh, Boston should roll. You just got an undermanned Washington Wizards team. It looks like it's Porzingis and the boys going up against Boston. But you're right about Bradley Beal. Not expected to be in the starting lineup tonight. Looks like it's Morris Kispert. How about this one? Avdia? Give me, give me, give me Denny, Denny Avdija. What is that, K-Dub? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denny and Gafford. I'm exactly. If we're worried about the pronunciation of the starting lineup here for the Washington Wizards, wow. it's a lot more issues for that team. I look forward to be oh. the Boston Celtics absolutely rolling tonight. And maybe there's going to be a photo of a restaurant somewhere with Dame and Bradley Beal getting together here. So it's what appears to be. I will. I don't want to do a whole long thing on Bradley Beal. Yes, you do. But Well, yeah, I do. So Bradley Beal went 30 points per game four years ago. Uh, three years ago, or three, whatever it is, four seasons ago. Then he followed it up with 31.3 points per game. And then last year, he only averaged 23, right? Efficiency all fell off of a cliff. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then now this year, he's averaging 23 again. Bradley, what is going on? Is Brad, like, how good even is Bradley Beal? I don't even, like, I don't even know. What, 
Like, should teams even be trying to trade for Bradley Beal? How soon before Beal becomes the worst contract in the NBA? It's like he's not playing. It's like, it's like not even surprising. Tough scene in the ear. Someone just said right now. It's just, I like, I, you have three guys that you try and attack, which is Trout, Lillard, and Beal for the give me my yeah. money. I don't care about winning stuff. And I like to defend Dame. And I like to defend Trout. You're not getting me up to the plate here to defend Bradley Beal. The Wizards are horrendous. Awful. So bad. And Beal doesn't... Uh, can't stand this team. Why did they pay Bradley I mean, Beal all that money and give him a no-trade clause? I mean, if you're a Washington Wizards fan, you show up to the game like, hey, is Bradley Beal playing tonight? Yeah, I'm not so sure. By the way, what number is he? Is he still on our basketball team? Bradley Beal for three. <laughs> What's he look like? Is it, the Wizards fans <laughs> even know what Bradley Beal looks like out on the court at this point right now. I mean, you get your kid a Bradley well, Beal jersey for Christmas. Like, Dad, what is this, a G League team? Like, who's Bradley Beal? I've never to, – to, and this is not even a bit – I've never seen a team re-sign a star and most of the fan base's reaction being like, what are we doing? That never happens. And that's what happened when they signed Beal to that contract with that no-trade clause. Is Wizards fans are like, all right, we're not going anywhere. This makes no sense. Cool, great. Was there a press trade clause? All right, they yeah, have, this like, is you know, a lot of fun. You hold the jersey up again even though you re-sign. Like, this is our franchise guy. They try to hide that. Like, you know what? Let's not do that at this point here. We re-signed. Keep that. Don't, don't even actually release it that we paid him this much money. Keep that under wraps here for us. No, tough scene. Uh, look, your, your boy the, uh, with the Atlanta Hawks and the Cleveland Cavaliers, I got the little Trey Young shirt going right now, but you, I feel yeah, like you're always betting you props Smart. in Atlanta Hawks games yeah. and Cleveland Cavalier games here for you. Anything uh, quickly in this one? By the way, 235, so right away you're starting to get invested in like, hey, this could be a big night. Donovan Mitchell, 27 and a half. Trey Young, 26 and a half. I got caught last time I bet Trey Young. Get this. It was 31 and a half was his uh, prop here, including points and rebounds, and he ends up at 31. So he burned me last time. But if I'm looking at this game overall, I actually trust Donovan Mitchell more. Give me Donovan Mitchell over the 27 and a half. I think he really gets after it here. Not bad. It's another spot I think it's good to, to back the under. Total's 235 here. Hawk, even though it's slight, home dog, five of oh, seven in this on. spot Overs. have gone under. Hey, listen, you can get all your props to come in, but play under 235 over the course of a full game. Folks, where are you going? You know what you got to do. You got to listen up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. 
who's ready for the fun to begin on this show? Well, if you missed two hours, you missed a lot. Final segment of the day here on a Tuesday for the early line down your right side. And Kevin Walsh, as usual, powering through two hours to set up the morning after. Coming up along with Ben Stevens. And I believe K-Dub's going to join him for the first hour. So make sure you stay tuned to that and the rest of your sports grid programming. So much stuff to go over today. And just keep in mind, Thursday, Major League Baseball begins. Tomorrow in the early line, a baseball extravaganza that you're not going to want to miss out on as we set the table for the major league baseball season the final four is this weekend rooting on my yukon future here hopefully that comes to fruition and also the nba that western conference certainly jumbled on the back end who's going to be in the play-in who's going to miss the playoffs who's going to make it into the playoffs a lot of fun to be had overall but yesterday as we start to tee up major league baseball season there's one thing for sure people the umps Already in mid-season form. Listen up. Look, I know most people out there aren't watching spring training baseball. I myself love baseball. I don't watch any spring training baseball. Just watch for a few innings to see how the pitch clock was going to go, maybe the shift, just to catch up on a couple things there. But outside of that, it is pretty boring. Guys that aren't going to make the major league ball clubs playing the majority of the time, let's just get forward to the regular season, which again will begin on Thursday. But my goodness, yesterday. If you saw JT Realmuto, and I press this preface this by saying one of the best catchers in baseball has never been ejected for in a regular season game got ejected yesterday in spring training. Why is that? Because the umpire thought that JT Realmuto was trying to embarrass him by giving him a baseball, which he moved his mitt and the ball hit the ground. You've got to be kidding me. Is Major League Baseball throwing out baseball players in spring training because of perceived slights? Yeah, we're already in midseason form at this point. And for JT Realmuto to turn around to the ump and say, he wasn't even upset going like, did you just throw me out of the game? I moved my glove. I thought you were throwing the pitch back, excuse me, the ball back to the pitcher at this point here. We are already headed for umpire season in Major League Baseball, and we're not even through spring training and the month of March. There's way too many rules to figure out here, umpires, let alone if a player is sliding you in a game. Get out of here with that nonsense. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.